You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Theater Geeks Anonymous. The podcast about Broadway flops, scandals, and new work. Now, we'll take a break from our usual episodes to bring you this intermission sode. Welcome. <laughs> you didn't sing intermission sode the last time, so I feel like you should do it I this time. Didn't. Well, that was a much more serious episode. I That's wanted to, true. I wanted this is to less be... serious. Right. There's not as much gravitas needs no. needed in this episode. That's true. So here we go. <clears throat> Intermission soap, intermission soap, intermission soap, intermission soap, intermission soap, intermission soap, intermission soap. Is that good? That's fantastic. Okay, thanks. Um, so in this intermission soap, we're going to talk about what's coming to Off Broadway and Broadway. Okay. And yes, we are. <laughs> you know, we always say, friends, this is not an exhaustive list because, frankly, there's too much. And every spring, everybody and their mother wants to open something yep. before Tony Award season. So we don't have <laughs> 10 hours, okay, to sit yeah. here and talk to you about everything. Okay. So just know no. that you're going to need to go on Playbill and you're going <laughs> to need to look up upcoming shows on your own if you want more than this. Yes. This is what I'm telling yes. you. Yes. That's what we're both telling you. <laughs> so the first show off Broadway I want to talk about is a show that we talked about, The Sign in Sidney Brewstein's Window. And I, that, you mentioned that this was coming back, and I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm so bummed because, listen, y'all, it's uh, it's already, um, it's already, like, sold out. I... <laughs> And oh. I went weeks, weeks ago looking for tickets and I was like, well, these are already expensive. And so it's going to be at BAM. And when you hear who's okay. starring in it, you'll understand. Excuse me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you'll understand why uh, it's hard to get a ticket. So it's Oscar Isaac and Rachel, Rachel Brosnahan. So that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably not going because it's yeah. too late for it to get. But um, yeah. I did get to see a reading of it like right after we actually did the episode. It was like not long after this theater company that I was either right after or before. Actually, maybe okay. it was before. I think it was before Rona. Mm -hmm. And so this theater company uh, that I 
don't think is any longer in existence. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that whole story, but I loved it. It was a great space and it was called Upstart Creatures and they did it. And that was like the first time I had any real um, knowledge of this play by Lorraine Hansberry. So, you know, if you're here and you have a few hundreds of dollars um, <laughs> to spend at BAM, check this out because it's a great play. And sure. again, it's another play where, you know, we're, you know, Sydney is uh, Jewish. Yes. And so I think, again, I'm happy to see this type of work right now in a yeah. time where, again, as you will hear in our other intermission episode, there's a lot of anti-Semitism that's just running yeah. wild. Rampant. Rampant. All over. <laughs> um, And so then I've got... I saw, I okay, y'all know I love St. Anne's Warehouse. Pamela knows I love, I'm like obsessed yes. with this theater in Brooklyn. It's just, it just does everything. It's wonderful. <laughs> and so on Thursday night, I went to see this play called The Jungle. It had been there in 2018. And so this was a return engagement for it. It was supposed to be in 2020, but we all know what happened to theater in 2020. Yes, we do. And it was a real educational lesson for me because I didn't know that the jungle was a real place. And this is not the jungle in the wilderness. Okay. This is not what I'm talking about. The jungle was a refugee camp that was um, in Calais, France. Um, and it was Calais. Sort of like, is it Calais? Ca it probably is Calais. I, I French people, I'm sorry. I like, <laughs> butcher. Butcher French. I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, probably is Calais. <laughs> and it was there from 2015 to 2016. And they basically like created their own like small city. They were like all of them were seeking some type of asylum from atrocity atrocities that were happening in um, all of their countries because it was many, many different countries. And so okay. the way the play is set up is that you will be in, you book your ticket in a quote unquote country because that's how the jungle was set up, right? So oh. if you were from Afghanistan, then you'd have this whole section of the jungle that was just Afghani people. If you wow. were from Pakistan, you'd have this whole section of the jungle that was Pakistani. Like, that's how it was actually set up, this camp. And it was created by them. Yeah, that's awesome. Right. And so you go into the theater. You Your ticket says which country you're supposed to sit in. You go sit there. And it is like an immersive experience. And so the actors are all around you. They sit next to you. They talk to you. Oh, wow. Um, And... It's it's wonderful because you you feel so inside of it. Like you feel so inside yeah. of it. And St. Anne's Warehouse is just a structure that really lends itself to that. And I had no idea this camp had been there. They got evicted in 2016. And it was like there was no plan of what they were yeah. gonna do with these people. They all they were oh, all man. trying to seek asylum to not be killed to the UK. 
And they just, they didn't have a great plan. I mean, it, it's so upsetting and frustrating. And so now there are still people just sort of hiding in the woods right there. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. And every day, like I was reading this article and basically what happens is every single day they try to make it across the ocean. Um, they sort of know they're going to fail, but they'll sleep all day. And then they'll also try to find like something that they think could maybe get them across the the ocean. And then at okay. night in the dark, they try to get out and try to go. And then usually the boat sinks or something bad happens and they have to come mm. back to shore. Okay. And that people have been spending years of their lives doing this. Um, Yikes. It's, if you all don't know about this place, you Google it, the jungle in Calais, I have no France. idea. Me neither. Um, even my Uber driver, Mohammed, he was so delightful. He picked <laughs> me up and we were driving past the theater and he, he kept looking and I said, are, are you trying to figure out what that is? And he's like, yeah, what is that place? And I told him, and then I told him what I saw. And he said, yeah, is it real? It Was that a real place? And I was like, it was, it was a real place. He was like, I, I didn't know about that. And I was like, neither did wow. I. I just got an education. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes until uh, the end of March. Uh, it's hard to get a ticket because it's so, it's been, I mean, the reviews are excellent, but you know, it's, Go, you know, if you're going to spend a hundred dollars, go, it's absolutely worth your time. It's fantastically done. It's wonderful. It's just one of the greatest things I've seen, period. It's wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's saying something because you've seen a lot and you have a lot of opinions. (laughs) (laughs) All these things are true Uh, about me. Yes. Uh, so I will because the other... there is oh, something very nice about oh no I'm sorry uh, there is something very nice about seeing a piece of theater though that not only speaks to something that happened historically but that is also happening currently yes uh, that really just shines a light on the problem that is in existence because you said that in 2016 they didn't have a plan but in 2023 we don't have a plan and sure so no. there's these people that are just displaced and they can't yeah. go home and they don't have anywhere to go and they and I think it's an atrocity that people are having to live in the woods and sleep during the day and build you know makeshift rafts to to travel across the ocean like I mean yeah. that's just that's absolutely ridiculous to me yeah mhm it's really it's bad. It's, it's bad. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, if you can't go see it, like I said, Google it, find out, learn, donate money. Um, you can even go to the St. Anne's warehouse website and there's, uh, several different organizations you can donate money to there as well. And, uh, these people really need, they need help and they they need yeah. all of our countries to like get their immigration policies and asylum policies in order. And it also speaks to a lot of like racism that we're consistently dealing with. And totally. uh, y'all, uh, we got to get it together. We have to get yeah. it together. People are literally dying and we are letting them. And the and resources are there to take They're care there. of these people. The resources are there. Oh, Lord. 
<sighs> okay. All right. Next. So, <laughs> next show. Um, I'm some of these. I'm just gonna like quick. Uh, just say you know, check it out. <laughs> There's another play uh, called The Best We Could. Um, this is going to be at Manhattan Theater Club off Broadway. It's a family tragedy. Okay. Uh, Black Odyssey, which is an Odyssey, which is a take on, you know, Homer's The Odyssey, but of course with Black folks and their experiences instead, and that's a classic stage. Um, Cornelia Street um, is at, which theater is it at? (laughs) Sorry, give me a second. Atlantic Theater Company also. Man, I love Atlantic Theater Company. (laughs) Um, and then Days of Wine and Roses is a movie with John Lemon. And I had been, it's like in one of the top, like AFI's top 100 movies. And so it okay. took me forever. But I finally saw it because, you know, HBO Max has that TCM situation. And I've been wanting <laughs> to see it forever. And so yeah. I finally saw it. I think it was like over the summer. And it was so powerful, especially speaking as a child of a um, alcoholic. I found the piece like quite fascinating, um, right? And moving and sad. And so it is now. Um, it's now a play, uh, and it's also at Atlantic Theater Company. Okay. So I definitely. Uh, suggest that one also to check out then end game okay this will be quick but i have not gone to the irish repertory theater yet but there's so many things that i like see listed that i'm like <laughs> man that looks really good i really need to go and i just yeah. like never make my way over there okay and so end game is a samuel beckett play but like the cast is Bill Irwin and John Douglas Thompson. And I love yes. both of them. Okay. Totally. So I'm just like, I've got to get my little brown butt down there and just like see something. And hopefully it will be this. So that is yeah. opening. Well, that started previews on the 25th of January and it's closing on April 9th. So if y'all are around, Irish Rep does good stuff. Check that out. Okay, now to Broadway. We spent a good chunk of the other intermission sewed on this musical parade, but it was at New York <laughs> City Center in 2022. And I mean, we all sort of knew it was going to be a transfer. It's like the second transfer of that season because Into the Woods was also a transfer. Yeah, uh, but I I distinctly remember, <laughs> um, y'all know like I follow Douglas Lyons on Instagram, and he never gave anything away, but he sort of like like a little hint, and I was like, oh okay, for sure it's gonna transfer, and it for sure did. <laughs> yeah, and so we spent time talking about what happened at those first previews, and things like that. Um, but it's at, sorry, it's the <laughs> Bernard B Jacobs. That's where it's at on Forty Fifth Street. And I believe that's a limited engagement. Next play, I would like to talk about The Cottage. Ooh, Jaws. I didn't put that on the list. Okay, I'm going to pause, pause, <laughs> pause, 
Pause. Okay. Okay. Jaja's African hair braiding. Y'all. I, okay, I didn't, it was off Broadway. I didn't get to see it. And then I saw it was announced for Broadway and I was like pumped because I want to see it. Okay, I'm going to read the synopsis real quick. <laughs> Welcome okay. to Jaja's bustling hair braiding salon in Harlem where every day a lively and eclectic group of West African immigrant hair braiders are creating masterpieces on the heads of neighborhood women. During one sweltering summer day, love will blossom, dreams will flourish, and secrets will be revealed. The uncertainty of their circumstances simmers below the surface of their lives, and when it boils over, it forces the tight-knit community to confront what it means to be an outsider on the edge of the place they call home. Mm -mm -mm, I want to see it. <laughs> Sounds so good. Uh, it does sound good doesn't it <laughs> yeah <sighs> okay so i forgot to put that on the list so i had to do a little side okay sure. um fat ham was also a transfer from the public theater um and i've only heard great things about it it is that sort of like i was like fat ham what's that and i looked up the synopsis on that one that looks really awesome doesn't it yeah Oh, uh, I'm going to read that real quick, too. Okay, super fast. Yeah. Juicy is a queer Southern college kid already grappling with some serious questions of identity when the ghost of his father shows up in their backyard demanding that a Juicy, that Juicy avenge his murder. But here's the rub. Revenge doesn't come easy to Juicy, a sensitive and self-aware young Black man in search of his own happiness and liberation. From an uproarious family cookout emerges a compelling examination of loss, of love and loss, pain and joy. The cookout, y'all. The cookout on stage. I'm so, I want to see this I, too. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Ooh, so good. I'm excited about, love. these are the stuff I'm excited about, friends. Like, I'm really pumped. You can tell. Um. Okay, then, <laughs> like, this week, Grey House was announced. Okay. And it yes. has. Did, did you see that? I did. Lori Metcalf, y'all, and Tatiana <laughs> Mas. Mm, I always butcher her last name. Maslane. Maslane. Is that right? <laughs> I anyway, have no idea. she was in She Hulk, <laughs> if y'all watched that. Okay. Paul Sparks was in um, House of Cards. He's also in it. Um, he He died on that show. So mm, bless him. Oh, yeah. It was a rough way to go. <laughs> anyway, that starts previews on April 29th and opens on uh, the 30th of May. Um, and it's kind of like a horror murder mystery yeah. type situation, which the artwork is really creepy looking. It looks it? cool. Yeah, it does. It's very and, reminiscent of like the book that um tales you tell tales to tell in the dark or something like that when we were kids. Are you afraid? Do you know of what the I'm dark? talking about? Or, no, that's a TV show. But like, but it was also oh, I can't books. Remember. Really? Yeah. It's not. It's not. Are you afraid of the dark? Because okay. that was like scary, tales but not like scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was doable. Oh, I don't know that yeah, one. Yeah, tales to tell in the dark. Oh, cool. I think so. Oh, wait. Now I lost it. Well, scary I believe Scary stories you. to tell in the dark. Scary stories to tell in the, dark. In the dark. That's what it is. That's cool. <laughs> so um, that's yeah. another one. And that's going to be at the Lyceum. Okay. 
And then um, Pamela and I were talking about Here Lies Love, and we we're talking about it because Ruthie Ann Miles, um, yes. she played Amelda Marcos when this was at the public, and it was supposed to come here not too long after the run that it had at the public because it had a really, really good run there. Um, but, you know, it's just coming now, you know, and she's supposed to be in Sweeney Todd. Yeah. And so I, I mean, I guess she's not going to be in it, which is like a little bit of a bummer. Cause yeah, I mean, is the timing, does the timing, is the timing too like, close? She can't do I, if she has to choose. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she would because, um, it's like happening this season or no, it's first preview is June. Okay. okay. But I, I think Sweeney's meant to still be open then. So, I mean, maybe she, hmm. I don't know how she would do it. I really don't. I unless don't she decides to leave Sweeney so that she can have a starring role. Because listen, Ruthie Ann should have a starring role. Be yes. the lead. Yes. And that's facts on she's, facts. She's beautiful. She's just the most lovely person to watch on stage. And she's just, she's really good. Yeah. And I. so anyway, we'll see what happens with that, y'all. <laughs> okay, you'll notice I'm mostly talking about plays because not for nothing, but I'm not super excited about the musicals. Yeah. Um, okay, so except Parade. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we already talked about Sweeney Todd and I have mixed feelings. Yes. Uh, what else do you have mixed feelings about, Ebony? <laughs> oh. Was that I a good lead? Mixed feelings about Room. You know, okay. So when we okay, and this will lead into the next thing that we're going to talk about. You and I went to go see Kimberly Akimbo a we couple did. of weeks ago, and Delightful. on the train ride home, on the subway home, you said something about Room, the Broadway musical, and I went, "Wait, Room, the movie that was about that woman who was trapped in a room by some weirdo and was forced to be like basically a sex captive and had a child, like that yeah. Room." And you were yeah. like, "Yeah," and and I was like. How? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I. It's it's. Mm, it's I'm like just not sure that I would want to see that on stage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ultimately, mm -hmm. what I said to you was, you know, that's a kind of thing that if you're watching it as a movie and you need to turn it off or pause or walk away and come back to it later, like that's perfectly acceptable because there's a lot of, of triggers course. in it. You can't do that when it's on stage. There's no. no escape from the material that you're watching. So I just think that that would be a really difficult thing to be a musical. Yes. It's it's a they're category they're categorizing it as a play with music. So Adrian Warren is playing the lead and I I can just say like from personal experience while I know that I only saw the movie one time because that's as much as I could do. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it she's in the room for a little while and it is mostly about her sort of acclimation back into the world. Okay. But for the time that she is in there, it's harrowing. And so, you know, I was telling Pamela I had seen a play several years ago where it was these two women locked in a space 
and you didn't know what was happening to them, but you knew it was absolutely horrific. And it was, Mm. it was a one act. I mean, it was even less than like 30 minutes, I would say. Wow. And I was so extraordinarily traumatized. I could not sleep for the next two weeks. Um, I, I just, I was like a mess. And I think that like, I just, after what we've been through these last three years, like, I just, I can't do it. Mm -mm. Um, and I love Adrian, but I'm like, this is, this is making me nervous. Uh, and also it's like watching a black woman be a sex slave is not. Yeah. No, I understand where you're coming from. So, um, I have, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm being honest here about my feelings about it. And, um, if you all, you know, if somebody sees it and they feel a different kind of way, please let me know. But I, I do have a friend I spoke to, uh, that said it was actually in Canada first, which I didn't know that. Oh, and, I didn't um, either. Yeah. And she let me know that she had several friends that went and were like, uh, it, it, it was, it was rough. And, um, mm didn't know if they would have done it again okay and so I think there's a way for us to tell stories that are important because we do need to be really honest about these things that happen to people um Mm -hmm. but at the same time like you're putting me in a theater and I I I'm concerned we're traumatizing people um Mm -hmm. especially again we're all dealing with a level of PTSD after these last three years. Like, is this the time, especially because we were literally in quote unquote confinement. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is very specific is like, there's a, we were in confinement and now we're being asked to watch somebody be in. I. Yeah. You know, if you have another way of looking at it, please let me know, you know, with love and kindness, because I'm I'm on the struggle bus with this one. And that's what I have to say. Okay, so then. uh, Oh, we talked about Kimberly Akimbo. Do you want to say anything Mm -hmm. more about that real quick, Pamela? It was loved it. It was so good. I really, really (laughs) enjoyed it. It's I mean, first of all, you've got Victoria Clark up there. Yeah, who's just I mean, she's just brilliant. Um, A woman that I did Wicked with, Ali Mozzie, played the mother of Kimberly and she uh, or I mean of. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's right. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I was so confused for a second. I confused myself. Um, (laughs) Played Kimberly's mother and is just hysterical. And I, Mm. I love her in real life. And so to see her in this role was just really amazing as well. And the the ensemble is so fantastic and they reminded me so much of myself when I was in high school. So it was really good. I really enjoyed it. That it was, it was a great hard topic. Yeah, but it it is a hard, I mean, they put light on it, but, or like it's, it's a light and funny kind of telling of it, but you know. Right. Cause essentially your main character is dying. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's reached her expiration date, essentially. What all the doctors are telling her is that she's reached her expiration date. So we're seeing her at the very end, but it is Mm -hmm. also very uplifting and and a sweet little, it's a sweet little story. It is. I I also, as you said, expiration date, I had this little thought, I'm going to try to be quick, but I, you know, that this character is, you know, she's meant to be about uh, 15, 16, um, she's well, 15, 15 and then we, we meet her. 
Right. And then she has her 16th birthday and she's played yeah. by a woman in her 60s. And I, as soon as you said expiration date, I was, I was thinking about, there's a thing that happened in the news recently that highlighted women of a certain age becoming, you know, past their prime, quote unquote, like that we get thrown mm-hmm. away after a certain age. And then it's like, we're only around to be like, you know, baby makers. And then once that ends, yeah. it's like, what are we good for? Um, <laughs> And so I found it interesting that I do feel like there's also a little bit of something to say, and maybe there was meant to be a lot to say about that as well within sure. this piece that we have this woman, put, I, because what one of the things is to Pamela that I love so much is to see like these young people, like so many young people in this theater, like where this woman is in her sixties playing somebody <laughs> yeah. their age. It was like delightful. <laughs> You know, it really, truly was. I loved it. <laughs> um, and so I think like friends, I just I just uh, think a little bit about that, too. And, um, you know, when you watch it, maybe think I because I just thought about that and I was like, oh, probably that's what Janine mm-hmm. was doing. Ebony, uh, <laughs> Janine, love her. Love, love. Janine Tesori. She's mm-hmm. a goddess. <laughs> and the the last thing we'll talk about is the Thanksgiving play. And um and that will conclude our show. I the Thanksgiving <laughs> play, I feel like is a good wrap up to this episode and like, you know, uh, the discussions Pamela and I have. So here's the synopsis of the Thanksgiving play. It's gonna be at the Helen Hayes Theater. Um and and for your reference friends it will start its first preview on march 25th and open on april 20th and so good intentions bad decisions great fun (laughs) and larissa fast horses satirical comedy the thanksgiving play a troupe of really well-meaning theater artists dream of creating something revolutionary a culturally sensitive totally inoffensive thanksgiving school pageant that finally gives a voice to native americans Finding sad Native Americans isn't so simple, and that's when things start to get absurd. Sending up a whole feast of social issues, this bitingly funny play roasts everything right, wrong, and woke in America. Wow, that sounds really awesome. Doesn't it? (laughs) And Larissa Fast Horse, I'm imagining that she is First Nations. Right, uh, and she, it says here... Uh, MacArthur Genius Award winner. The play is directed by Rachel Chavkin, which oh. I feel like I'm only know like mostly doing musicals. She it just was announced she's going to yeah. do The Great Gatsby, but it's like, oh, oh my gosh, she's get, okay. Well, yeah. I love that idea <laughs> because she did Moulin Rouge and also The Great Comet of 1912. Uh, mm-hmm. Pierre, um, that's right. I that's fine. Name. The Great Comet. Everybody okay. knows what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hades Town. Um, Natasha Pierre. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think and that's Hades Town, which is still but, on. Totally. She's, mm-hmm. I love the way that she kind of turns things just slightly askew and that's how mm-hmm. she directs them. So that'll be amazing. The Thanksgiving dates almost kind of sounds to me like a version of the play that goes wrong almost. Does that make sense? Yeah, like it where does. it's 
like a satirical kind of commentary on something that should right. mean something, but because we're laughing at it, we're still learning, but it's like, we're laughing at it because it is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought about um, the first Knives Out uh, and oh, specifically, yeah, yeah. you know, because everybody thought they were so inclusive and like all these things. And then when their privilege was questioned, they were like, but, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, those of us who, you know, will think often like we're on the right side, you know, and get too haughty. Like literally my mm -hmm. pastor today was talking about humility. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> and so I feel like the Thanksgiving play is like, you know, we all need to be real humble. Uh, totally. And this, this situation sounds like it's going to humble a lot of folks. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited and like, it's probably going to humble me too, because yeah, that's like all of us. Like, so yeah. I, I want to see this. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, and that's how we're going to end the show on that. Yay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's a, it's like, there's a lot of great plays. It um, sounds like it. Yeah. So that's what you can be really excited about and, you know, try to get here and see before they all close. Cause a bunch look like they're limited and, um, you know, the ones that aren't need support so they can, they can stay open. Like I would love Thanksgiving yeah. play to still be open at Thanksgiving. Totally. You know, and through Let's Halloween just, yeah. because yeah, oh yeah, folks totally. be trying to dress up like mm, every mm -hmm. year, every year, first Nations any... individuals have to remind folks to not be stupid. You know, when I was in elementary school when it was around Thanksgiving, we were mm -hmm. given Gro like paper grocery bags and told you can make your outfit out of this paper bag and you can either be an Indian or a pilgrim. And I'm using the word yeah. that they used, which is right. completely inaccurate, but yeah. there you go. And that's what we did. I mean, I always did the pilgrim because I wanted to be a girl. I don't know why I thought Indians were boys and pilgrims were girls, but that was what my little brain thought. Kind of like dogs are boys and cats are girls. <laughs> is that? But anyway, is, is that the whole cowboys and I and I hate oh. to say the other word, but is I it know. because of that? I don't think so. I I I think well, no. I think what happened is that the outfit that the paper bag would turn into the quote unquote Indian is was like the vest and then the headdress, okay. and because my experience seeing. Native Americans was always that the men were wearing the headdresses. I think that was where I made the correlation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, who knows what my little, I mean, this was like first and second grade I'm right. talking about. So right. my, you know, seven or eight year old correlations, who knows where they came from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that could yeah. be it. Who knows? I don't know. So that's why I'm like, I, I hope it, it doesn't look like it has a, yeah, it doesn't have a closing date. So I'm really hoping it can stay open yeah. through Thanksgiving cool. and through um, Halloween because every year yeah, folks have to be reminded to be mm. smart. <laughs> uh, okay. 
but you know, yeah. it sounds like a great play. So I'm going to try Definitely. to go. And that's what we've got. Like, here's, I dressed up as like a bag of jelly beans for Halloween right. one year. Like yeah. that's the kind of costume that you should be going for. Right. Agreed. You can't offend jelly beans. Agreed. <laughs> I was a, I was a tombstone another year, like a gravestone. <laughs> I dressed up as a gravestone. Like these. <laughs> yeah. And I had a lot of fun. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, you know, food, you can't go wrong with food. Right. Um, you know, so just just be smart. Right. No, just just or use like your brain someone, a little bit. Someone in your own historical past. Yeah. I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh bless. But yeah. Okay. All right. Make good decisions. <laughs> be kind. Please do. <laughs> All right, friends, we will uh, talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our podcast, Theater Geeks Anonymous. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TGABWAY and on Facebook at Theater Geeks Anonymous. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Theater Geeks Anonymous podcast on the Broadway Podcast Network and all your favorite podcast listening apps. Your intermission sode has now concluded. Shut up, sit down, and turn off your cell phones. Or we'll tell Patty Lapone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.